0: no checklist completed is going to save you no bucket list is going to save you no amount of blood sweat and tears that you've poured out in your life is going to save you no amount of cash or worldly possessions is going to save you you can't take it with you you'll be dead buddha can't save you gandhi can't enlighten you the pope can't absolve your sins the saints can't pray you into eternal life muhammad can't fix you allah isn't able No president, no legislation, no Supreme Court justice, no state or nation or leader or celebrity. No one can save you because there is salvation in no one else. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in the land of the shadow of death those uh, the light will shine on them you shall multiply the nation you shall make great their gladness they will be glad in your presence as with the gladness of harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil for you shall shatter the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders the rod of their taskmasters as at the battle of Midian for every boot Of the booted warrior in the rumbling of battle and cloak rolled in blood will be for burning fuel for the fire for a child will be born to us a son will be given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty God eternal father Prince of Peace there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of Yahweh of hosts will accomplish this. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bearded Bible Thinker and pals. So I have again with me uh, Tanner and Marshall, as we did uh once before, we talked about uh some Andy Stanley stuff that last time we did this, but now we're uh we're gonna talk about Christmas. If you couldn't tell, I'm even wearing a costume, my Christmas costume. Uh Marshall is also wearing a Christmas costume. Um I think it looks good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> the only reason we'd make fun of you for it. We like it. We're jealous.
2: Yeah. I'll make sure my boss knows you appreciate my work attire.
0: Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> it looks great. The the reason for the season. So we we wanted to um, just talk about a few things regarding Christmas because um, as you're watching this or listening to it, it's uh, December now and it's that month. And so it's incarnation month. We're thinking about all things Christmas and gifts and we're all doing too much and we're overworked and we're stressing out because of gifts and and things we have to get done and all the Christmas parties and craziness that comes with it. So, uh, but we want to talk about it from a Christian perspective. Like, uh, what, um, uh, what does a Christian Christmas look like? It sounds like a, a stupid thing to have to talk about because the whole thing is Christian, right? Uh, but, um, uh, so but let's just start by talking about Christmas in general, right? Like, so what, when you guys were young, um, what did Christmas look like for you? What are some things that you remember or that you enjoyed or liked or whatever?
2: So, um, well, for us, Christmas uh, meant um, most time we, we went to a Christian private school um, called Faith Christian Academy. So the the going there we always put on a big christmas um play musical thing so we were involved in that um we didn't really have it in church just because the church organization my dad belongs to doesn't do christmas yeah so we were kind of the oddball in that as in um like right now we're going to be coming up to where we start doing advent and stuff Mm -hmm. my dad is is a is a preacher and he's going to just keep preaching through Genesis. It's yeah. not, he's not gonna just cause that's what the church does. But mm-hmm. so it was kind of different. And my parents always stressed us that, you know, it's because of Christ. That's the only reason why we do it. Otherwise it's pointless. So,
0: yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, that, um, it's not, I, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to, just keep preaching through Genesis. (laughs) Right. Like if we just kept preaching through Ephesians, that wouldn't be like, because I'm neglecting, uh, my job as a pastor or something. Right. But, uh, did, let me ask you this, because what you said intrigued me. Did when you did like school plays and things like, or whatever it was, did that ever like upset people from the church world you come from who like
2: Uh, it it never like was uh, there, they, they would let us, uh, how do I say it? Um, no one ever got like, like upset and, you know, you know, the end of the world type thing, but we, we kind of just knew when we went to church that us and our cousins that attended with us at that same church were the only ones that we were kind of a little club. Mm. We only could talk. (laughs) about Christmas between ourselves otherwise it was like don't don't talk about it be you know or don't get caught talking about it you okay, know Okay sure So it it was kind of as a kid it seemed more cooler but now i just look back and show that my you know my dad just was trying to respect the people around it and stuff and yeah. you know um but you know like you said um no it wouldn't be a big deal if we did keep going through Ephesians but i think you know, especially in Christmas and stuff, it's it's the best time to talk about. It's good to talk about Jesus all year round, but sure, yeah, especially during Christmas, I feel like people are more willing to that would not normally be listening or very more open to hearing mm-hmm. about Jesus and stuff. So,
0: yeah, I'm, that's one of the things that like for for us that we um, so like when people when people talk to me or ask me about like. Um, specifically like being really evangelistic or whenever someone brings up like altar calls or something like that, right? Like one of the things that I'll always talk about is how like the 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 times that you absolutely don't want to miss an elementary um, and clear presentation of the gospel is weddings, funerals, Christmas, and Easter, right? Um, and uh, because that, you're right, like that that's a time that there are a lot of folks who maybe wouldn't otherwise be willing to listen or, or be around, frankly, to listen, right? Like we're going to have people here on Christmas Eve morning that, um, or different times in December that, uh, that do not plan on being here, um, in January. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They're here with family or something. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. What about you, Tanner?
1: Yeah. So, um, I grew up, we always celebrated Christmas, uh, and we'd always go to, Usually somebody had a Christmas Eve service and a Christmas Day service or a normal Sunday service. We'd always uh, go to that. If not at our home church, we'd go somewhere else. Um, I had, it was interesting when you, hearing you say that it was kind of like around your certain group you could talk about Christmas. I had kind of the same thing going, um, except it was because I went to public school, and it was not okay um, I grew up in Denver, Colorado, so it was—I mean, that's the land of inclusivity down there. <laughs> okay, sure, so, yeah. Um, at school, we it wasn't uh, acceptable to talk about Christmas exclusively because then you're claiming um, the holiday for Christ only instead of um, we needed to be celebrating all different religions kind of holidays. Um, so my mom was always very good about telling us, though, that it is about— it is about Christ's birth, and um, we actually, when I was little, one of my memories was we always had a birthday cake for Jesus. That was something cool that I remembered. Um, uh, but if you want to get my mom mad, if you want to get <laughs> Tanner's mom angry, just tell her happy holidays, because that's the thing <laughs> down there. Um, in areas like that, You um, to be less offensive or less exclusive, you yeah. can say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that was something really good that I learned from my mom to push against that, that, um, this is, this is the birth of Christ and it's nothing else. All the other things are just made up. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Happy holidays. I like, it seems like in our lifetime is when, and I know I'm older than you, but still in your lifetime, uh, that, that is something that like when we were little kids, right? Like when, when you guys would have been like too young to know any better that that wasn't really a thing that oh, happy holidays kind of stuff. Right. It was, it was still like, I remember when I was, when I was a kid, um, it was still like you, you still had a lot of folks going, why would they put Xmas? They're taking, yeah. they're taking Christ's name out of Christ. that's the whole point is, Christ, you know? So like that was the big thing. Right. Um, but now, yeah, just to be uh, super inclusive to everyone, it's happy holidays. And that's kind of the norm. Um, But yeah, I like for me, uh, I I was just going to say cookies, right? Like my mom was really uh, a bakeress. (laughs) And um, and so uh, Christmas cookies is one of the in fact, probably this year, uh, my mother will come here from Bismarck and she'll probably have, you know, those little like cheese balls that you get, like the big, the big (laughs) canisters of those things. She'll probably have one of those or something like that filled with Christmas cookies that she's baked. That's still a thing. And I remember I always got to lick the beaters. Oh yeah. You guys ever get to do that when you were kids? Yeah. Yeah. I got to lick the beaters. That was fun. Um, like, so, uh, when, when you were young growing up, um, what, what level of not like you, you guys have both kind of talked about. Um, and I mean, it was similar for me. I grew up in church. And so like, I, I knew what Christmas was right. It wasn't, I knew like, it wasn't a secular thing. Like I knew that, um, the, the the gifts because of the greatest gift and those kinds of things. Right. I, I, like I knew, um, uh, informationally. Right. And, um, and then as I came to Christ as a young, uh, boy, um, I mean, I got it. I knew what Christmas was about. But how much of it did you understand when you were a kid, like Christmas and the point of it all and all of that?
2: You want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first this time. <laughs>
0: um,
1: my understanding was about about mm-hmm. as much as I told you a minute ago that uh, it was Jesus' birthday. Mm. That was um, – I definitely didn't understand uh, the incarnation or anything like that, which, I mean – if I'm being honest, I still don't quite understand that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's, it's a lot to fathom. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um yeah.
1: but there's uh there was mostly just that. I knew that it was Jesus' birthday. I knew that it was um about him being born and um I guess that was about as deep as it went. I was, I knew that and yeah. I knew he had to come. I knew he had to be born in order to die for our sins was probably what I would have told you when I was six or eight years old. Um, I do remember, though, as I got older, you know, into, into um, middle school and high school, with all of uh, secularism around me and all of these other um, holidays that we celebrated, um, there came a time where I think I started to view it as uh, it being Jesus' birthday was the Christian version of Christmas. Ah. I think subconsciously I had that attitude that You know, this is just a holiday. That's the objective reality. And (laughs) everybody takes and puts their own little tag on it. And um, that was kind of some of my faith starting to wane, if you will, when I was that age. So I had that going on. Uh, One of the cool things, though, I remember with all the um, kind of getting a little off topic, but there was a uh, Jewish kid in my Orthodox Jewish kid in one of my classes in first grade. And I thought he was pretty cool because he brought his yarmulkes. They let him do that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Couldn't wear hats in school unless it was December, you know, and uh, you were Jewish, so you could wear your yarmulke at a school. And anyway, I got the chance to share the did gospel you, with Did him. you
0: ever want a yarmulke because it was legal then? Oh, yeah. Yeah? yeah.
1: I wore his some of his. I, he got me uh, one of his yarmulkes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, in school.
0: nice. But,
2: um, I, I got one important question.
1: Yeah. Is, is there picture
2: evidence?
0: Oh yeah! No, Do you not. have like a childhood picture of you wearing a yarmulke? Because no. that'd be awesome. That would be pretty cool. I would. I would actually. I would. I would put that on our website for the elder. For picture. the elder. Yeah. yeah, that's the elder picture. Yeah, put Tanner in a yarmulke. That would be hilarious. That'd be confusing, especially it? with <laughs> me being
1: five years old in the picture. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, this kid. I remember he told me though, because I asked him. I said, "Well, my mom says uh, Jews don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe that Jesus was actually the." the one that was supposed to come. And he said, well, he, like, pulled me aside. He said, I do. Just don't tell my parents, though, because oh. they will kill me if they found out that I believe in Jesus.
0: Wow. So, anyway. That, and, like, how, what grade was this? This was first grade. First grade? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I was not having conversations like this in the first grade. That's just the truth of it. <laughs> yeah. What about you, man?
2: Um, I, I think I had a pretty – good understands as you could as a kid just because i don't know maybe just because of the situation and stuff with the, the church and stuff my parents were always making it clear why we did this when the 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 church because at the time my dad wasn't i don't think my dad was a pastor quite yet when we were little kids but um he was in the leadership position and stuff and they were always just like this is we're doing this because it's the Jesus birthday they said that but you know it was just kind of you know very clear we're celebrating that he came he was born you know so it was always very clear to us why we were doing this Yeah. but I think it was also just because they wanted us to realize it's not because I think also because they knew just because of the church we were in and stuff that we would get pushback or whatever sure. so they maybe they hounded it in a little bit more than the average parent would but you know as well as i could understand i knew why it was in that you know if my parents ever thought it was we were beginning to where it was all about the present stuff my mm-hmm. parents would cut it off in a heartbeat <laughs> they yeah would, yeah no more presents you know yeah
0: so, so. yeah uh, Yeah. Another thing that, uh, so something I think that you said that was important there was as much as I could understand. Mm. And, and I think that, um, that's one of the things that I think about when I think about this, uh, subject, um, especially as it relates to kids. Right. Because I think, I mean, my, I I grew up in the church, right? Like, like I've said. And, um, so I, I mean, I grew up hearing that when we were in the Christmas programs at church and all the things, right. Um, And yet, uh, there's only so much that a young mind gets. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you can understand the basic concepts of it or whatever, but I think, uh, like so much of the rest of our faith, um, as you grow, even after you become a Christian, right. As you grow in faith and grow in understanding, uh, like the 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 more in depth my understanding and appreciation for the gospel is um naturally the better and more robust my understanding of the uh, the things that pertain to the gospel are right mm-hmm. so um that was a long way to say that that i think that the um for me uh personally i understood the things as a kid but i understood them how a kid would <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know um, I mean, I I got it, but but there there are definitely have been times in my life that um, that uh, uh, as my my understanding of other things pertaining to faith has grown uh, deeper. Well, obviously, your understanding of the incarnation, like how big of a deal it is that he came down, yeah. right? That God put on skin that he made, <laughs> right? right? Right. So, like you you come to a better understanding of. Uh, maybe the weight of it or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I also think, for me, The Grinch. That was one thing that I really enjoyed about. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's still my favorite Christmas cartoon. Yeah. Which probably is a problem. I don't know.
2: I, I was going to say which one.
0: Yeah. Which Grinch?
2: Well, well they've made we've Come remade on. the movie multiple times. The Grinch.
0: Come on, dude. The Like, uh, I, I didn't watch any... Look, I know... You're in your twenties, right? You're thirty now. What? How yeah. old are you? You're having to think about it right now.
2: Thirty. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thirty. Okay. Yeah. I well, 30. nine,
2: thirty. I'm in there. I don't. My wife will correct me you're, if I'm wrong. You're on the border. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So, like, I I existed um, before the Grinch was remade.
2: and i get that and i i like the cartoon one but like they've remade it since like yeah because you got the jim carrey one yeah you have the new one with what's his name the british actor yeah
0: Yeah. i don't i don't don't know yeah I i think um i don't i don't think that the other ones are bad okay but the original one is what i grew up with okay so like jordan okay there there are no better basketball players now it's the same thing, right? That's what I grew up with, so. Right. But yeah, the Grinch was a big deal when I was a kid. Even though that's probably, I don't know, the most. I guess, well, his heart grows three sizes at the end of it, right? So his heart's changed. Mm-hmm. Does he become a new creature? Do you think the Grinch is saved at the end of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened there?
1: Is it the Jim Carrey one or the cartoon? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's jump into something uh, with a little bit more substance than what we've been talking about. Um, So, one of the things, actually, Marshall, one of the things that uh, the church that you grew up with, one of the reasons that they don't celebrate it is because, um, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the reasons they don't celebrate it is because there's this um, idea. That uh, some people believe it wholeheartedly, some people have evidence for it, and then other people come along and say, no, 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 there's no evidence for it, this is why. But Christmas is pagan, is, is the idea, right? Like, that Christmas has pagan roots, therefore um, we, we don't celebrate it. Is that, is that accurate? That's kind of why they... Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's a big question, like, for a lot of people. Is Christmas a pagan holiday? Is it, uh, is it something that, and, and th- like that even goes further because is Christmas a pagan holiday? Okay, let's just assume that it is for a moment. Um, uh, uh, at what point are we as Christians allowed to redeem things and turn them into Christian things and, and use them as Christian things or whatever? So that's, I mean, that's another topic too that, this, that encompasses some of this. So, um, initial thoughts. What do you guys think? Is Christmas a pagan holiday?
2: I'm kind of like, if it was, we redeemed it, so uh-huh. you know,
0: um, so you're like, it doesn't matter at the end it, of the day.
2: It, to me, it doesn't matter and and I might begin off subject, but it's the same reason why um, I you know, I know there's some churches that don't like Halloween. it's the I think sure. of it the same way, you know, I'd rather have a church out there doing a trunk or treat where we can talk to people about Christ, you know we, mm-hmm. we I grew up at the private school I went to they did a trunk retreat every year and H truck or see was a different scene in the Bible mm. and people dressed up as Bible characters and stuff. So yep, yep. to me, you know, um, I know some people like to call it reformation day or whatever, and that's mm-hmm. great and all, but to me, I'm like, if we can redeem a holiday for the glory of Christ, I say you do it, you know? Um, so, you know, Christmas is the best time to talk with people about Jesus Christ being born. i you know, mm. I, so like I said, maybe it. Did, I don't. I don't think it was a pagan holiday, but if it was, I, I, I think we redeemed it, you know, and ter- made it, it worth celebrating, Christ's birth. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're gonna we're gonna just real quick. I want to do this. I want to move to um, a a video that I ran across that illustrates this well. Um, This is an old CBS this morning um, video in which a guy is interviewed. It's, it's really short. Uh, This guy's interviewed and he had written a book about Christmas being pagan and some interesting things are said here. You can tell that it's like a whole bunch of unbelievers talking about this (laughs) subject, but uh, so there's definitely some interesting things that are being, that are, are, are said here, but, um, let's 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 tune into this for just a minute.
1: Celebrate Christmas in one way or another, according to the Pew Research Center. The holiday began in the fourth century when church officials chose to honor the birth of Jesus. But several customs we've come to associate with modern-day Christmas actually evolved from ancient pagan traditions celebrating the winter solstice. Historian Kenneth C. Davis is the best-selling author of the Don't Know Much About series, which we love. Welcome back to the table. Merry Christmas Merry to you. Merry Christmas
0: to you. It's always- it takes like a spiritual gift, by the way, to be able to write a series of books and the titles of the books explain that you don't know much about the subject. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And to, like, this dude is an artist of some sort to yeah, be yeah. able to pull this off and sell these books. Pleasure to be here. So this is something I've always been fascinated by because the Bible never talks about the date of Christ's birth. Yet we celebrate
1: December 25th. Why?
3: Well, primarily because in ancient Rome, there was a feast called Saturnalia that celebrated the solstice. What is the solstice? It's the day that the sun starts coming back. The days start getting longer, and most of the traditions we that we celebrate have that here that too to Christmas <laughs> <living> <laughs> in North Dakota to the solstice, which was celebrated in ancient <laughs> Rome on December twenty-fifth. So, when Christianity became the official religion, in a sense, in Rome, they were able to fix this date, which. SOME SCHOLARS SAY MAY BE EARLIER THAN THAT. THERE'S A LITTLE DISCREPANCY ABOUT IT. BUT IT'S NO QUESTION THAT THE FACT THAT IT WAS CELEBRATED IN ROME AS AN IMPORTANT DAY WITH GIFT-GIVING, CANDLE LIGHTING, and singing and decorating houses really cemented Christmas as December 25th. You always say you don't know much according to your <laughs> books. But do you know why we have a Christmas tree as opposed to a bunch of hydrangeas? Well, really pretty. this is another— pa- Fee and pretty. This is another— How about pa- that, Ken? N- this is another pagan tradition. So Christmas is really about bringing out your inner pagan. <laughs> 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 for
0: pagans, is it that, is. That's a, yeah, that's true. That's a that's a really solid reason for the season shirt right yeah. there, right? Yeah. But Christmas is really, that should be a quote to write down, right? Christmas is really about bringing out your inner pagan. Solid stuff. really comes
3: to- <laughs> Who knew Wait, we had one? an inner pagan? <laughs> so yeah. are-
0: uh, this guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> men said that, I can't remember.
3: <laughs> well, it's like Halloween and a lot of other things we do. These all predate Christianity. Uh-huh. But in the Norse mm, world, nope. Germany, Wrong, the, homie. Uh, the Scandinavian countries. where Christianity started in the garden. That's where I'm at, yep. <laughs> right? Winter was re- really serious, and the solstice was really an important idea. They celebrated the return of life by celebrating an evergreen tree. When Christianity came in, they started to use the evergreen tree, the pagan symbol, as a symbol of the tree of paradise. I like and they started to hang an apple on it. So little red balls on green trees. Oh, that's I'm the ornament. That's where the idea that's for right. ornaments so came So all from. of these things really celebrate the idea that light and life are coming back into the world, which is essentially what Christmas means to Christians well, across the world. Right. And
2: mistletoe? So, So what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm already ready to go with that one because um, that's actually one I wish I knew. It's from a trusted source. It's my dad. But I wish I knew where he had all this information on. But the Scandinavians did bring trees into their house, but it wasn't – maybe at some point it got turned into a celebration, but it was – to help out with cabin fever basically you brought something green mm. into your house oh wow and what 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 does, what, what do we That's like about the trees what do the we smell. like about the smell yeah. and stuff and it br- brought some color into the mm-hmm. huts or whatever and like i said I, I i need to get that information from my dad but that my dad had found that yeah. somewhere in
0: yeah, I know like one of the one of the articles that I ran across when I was looking into some of this stuff um actually talks about how so much of well it's it's on um uh oh what is this uh Bible it's well actually it's right over here I have the article. What's the website? Gotquestions.org. Oh. Yeah. Um, gotquestions and this is a this is a pretty good website unless unless we're talking about eschatology. Um, and uh, but th- it is actually a really good website to go to if if people have like g- quick questions or something like that about mm-hmm. certain things. Um, but uh, in that uh, and then another uh, article on um, the Gospel Coalition. Uh, from like, a, I don't know, some years ago or whatever. They're, they start talking about it, and, and there's um, th- there's like such a list of things sometimes that people give where it's like, oh, well, candle lighting. He even mentioned candles, right? It's like, well, that's cute, but it's not like they had, you know, Menards to go buy lights at, right? Everything yeah. you did was candle light, <laughs> right? So some of it is so vague that it's like it this, you know?
1: Yeah, this guy clearly himself is a pagan he seems pretty <laughs> proud of it um yeah. so he has pagan presuppositions yeah and you could tell his whole argument if you could break down his argument but the sounds of it to me it sounded like he just said well there's candles there's trees <laughs> there's gift giving house it's decorating the, yeah house decorating it's in the winter so we have all the ingredients and if pagans did it then they're pagan ingredients So now we have a pagan cake. Now we have a pagan (laughs) Christmas. Like, that's just such a horrible argument.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because, like, even what did he... How did he just describe the... Uh the, at the end of that little before I hit pause, um he said something like celebrating light and life coming into the world and that's that's basically what Christ or what Christmas means to Christians.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what he was doing there was clearly <laughs> suppressing the truth. If, I mean we just made a big circle here. In
0: unrighteousness, Yes. Even. yeah. Well, well yeah. I, I I there's probably no other way to suppress the truth than in unrighteousness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, let, let's just keep going. There's a little bit left. But.
3: Mistletoe, we can thank the Druids for that. The Druids believed that mistletoe was an all-powerful healing item. It hung from the sacred oak. In fact, if you met somebody in the forest, you gave them the sign of peace under the mistletoe. So people started to hang mistletoe above their doorways as a symbol of peace. This was such a powerful symbol of paganism yeah. that... English churches actually banned the use peace? of peace like what the about the Prince of Warren Peace and Isaiah
0: <laughs> Clearly well, Pagan. This look, mistletoe and the druids was long before Isaiah wrote uh <laughs> in in seven in the seven hundreds B C. Um So yeah, it's, it's, this is actually amazing, right? Like how, how much of, so some of this I think is you nailed it a a second ago, Tanner, because uh, a lot of this has to do at the end of the day with his presuppositions as a pagan, (laughs) right? Like this is how he sees things. This is how, um, so a a lot of these things, like I said, like mistletoe, for instance, so it represents this or that or whatever. I mean, mistletoe for a lot of people today don't, doesn't represent the life or, or blood of Christ, as he says, um, on the screen here or whatever. Um, it represents, uh, getting, getting a make out, right? Like yeah. it represents, Hey, come here, baby, give me a kiss. Right. I mean, that's, that's all I ever knew that miss. I didn't know what mistletoe had anything to do with Christmas when I was a kid, except that you're supposed to hold that up and kiss a girl under it. Right. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't yep. know. So the if if the point being uh it's this is kind of the logic like the beauty is in the eye of the beholder logic right uh at, at the end of the day if i think if to me this represents this thing or that represents that thing well then i mean i don't know okay <laughs> but but um but it's it uh yeah i don't know this this, uh, this intrigued me, but it is a good example, I think, in a short one, but a good example of, what, of how the world thinks about, about this. And, and some of what you hear, what you'll hear um, online or even from Christians at times who just haven't done research or thought de- deeply about it, um, as we think about where did Christmas come from. Like these are common things that you'll hear from people. Begins
3: with the Puritans in around 1659.
0: They knew. So he's he's talking about now the suppression of the traditions, were
3: pagan ideas. The Puritans banned Christmas for about 20 years in America before the the celebration became just too popular. You'll be glad to know all of your answers today were correct. <laughs> you
0: know well, she's the authority, <laughs> yeah. you <know> <laughs> I Our fact checker over
3: here. here. Yes, Very you, Christmas. Christmas. you and I, This does not take away, we're not the Grinch spoiling it here. It still has all the meaning that it has, but Thank uh, you. we can celebrate it and understand where these things come from. Good day to you with your favorite grandchildren. I look forward to that one day.
0: Hmm. So
3: 90% of Americans celebrate. Christmas. Shh.
0: So, um, yeah. So uh, is Christmas pagan? What are your thoughts?
1: No. The first thing he started with there, I've looked up some of that stuff that he talked about. Like mm-hmm. the, um, what was the first holiday he, he mentioned the solstice solstice. solstice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Winter solstice. Um, and he was talking about in the 400s that's when uh christmas trees started. Yep. I I read that in the 400s was actually when pagans started using christmas trees for things other than christmas trees. Ah. So um yeah for for pagans maybe that's where it started. I mean so much of the history you look into it's all subjective. It depends on who's presenting the information because yeah. just like we talked about, he collected all that information assuming that um Christ isn't real, and mm-hmm. then took that information and used it to try to prove that, and just um, obviously uh, pushed away all the truth that was in all of those symbols and things that he just brought up, and yeah. brought up some arbitrary symbols. So I guess if you're going to take a bunch of information that you may or may not know is true from the past, and then add it all up, and and see which information came first, who said it first, um, and then use that to disprove Christ, that's not good enough. Because um, we know lots of things, like in the Bible, there's all kinds of... um, So I'm studying a little bit ahead for Proverbs, because we're going to do that for Bible study. There's all kinds of wisdom books from the Egyptians that Mm -hmm. were written before
0: Solomon was alive yeah um and some people I'm sure what you're reading some people assume like this is uh that's where he's getting a lot of his stuff like uh, some it's plagiarized some of it, yeah yeah, yeah,
1: they'll say, oh, well, he just collected this from from the <laughs> right. the other gods yeah. whiche <laughs> yeah yeah whichever right, came yeah. first, I mean that's just a horrible argument that whichever came first is correct because if you want to go all the way back, mm-hmm. like you said, Christianity started uh in the beginning <laughs> so um if yeah. you look at all that information that he collected from the light of there there's truth that Christ was promised to come and uh go from there and then evaluate that information through through the light of the truth that Christ is real then any argument they could bring up doesn't matter. Right. Preach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, uh, the, the thing about, um, that sometimes we have to be careful of too. And, and this is, this has to do with obviously vastly more than just Christmas or something or even holidays. Uh, this, this is just the world that we live in now where everyone has a platform. Everyone has, a, um, you know, if you're good at design and you find a good, like website host or something, well, now you've got You know, you're your own news outlet, kind of a thing, right? Right. So every, and everybody, like, uh, you'll hear people so often just take, like, a blog that they've read or something that could just be, I mean, it could be somebody legit or it could be some, teenager in his mom's basement who read some article somewhere who of a guy who read some article somewhere and now we just take it and read it and go ah okay I'll quote this yeah <laughs> right? right and it's like at what point is that just a bunch of trash that we've like we haven't actually done any research um on on the thing at all um but yeah, so uh, let's let's uh, think about it for a moment. Let's assume that it that it was indeed pagan. But I'm where Tanner is, and I'm I'm like at the end of the day, you, you might be there, maybe not. I don't know. Well, uh, and so
2: let me clarify. I'm yeah. with you guys on it, but to but if someone's going to approach me from the standpoint of saying it started pagan, well then fine. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to argue. It Doesn't matter. I'm not yeah, going to argue with yeah. you have started pagan or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to argue that we redeemed it regardless. So, yeah. So, like,
0: yeah. Yeah. And that's not, that's actually a good, a good lesson, I think too, to uh, a good thing to think about because uh, there are, um, there are going to be lots of moments in life, right? Like when we're dealing with an unbeliever or a, a new Christian where it actually doesn't make sense to bring up the whole thing and to get into a debate about it. It makes more sense to say, does it really matter uh, anyway? Um, and then, Get into Christ, and and uh, I mean, uh, which which actually brings us, I think, to to the um, maybe the next thing here. Um, like, what does it mean to redeem something that is pagan in origin? And to be clear, whenever you hear any of us talk about uh, something being pagan, we the presupposition here, and what I would argue the presupposition of Scripture and all truth is, is that you're either a pagan or you are. Uh, Worshipping Yahweh and Christ, like that's the only; those are the only two options, right? <laughs> right? You're either a Christian or a pagan, um, and um, and they're shaking their heads. So th- this, uh, we're all on the same page there, and I knew we would be. So, uh, but uh, at what point can we redeem something that is pagan, and at what point uh, are uh, are should we just like? Throw the baby and the bathwater out because it's just all bad. Let me give you an example before we jump into it. I think for me, um, there are, there are a couple of things that are um, really hot in the Christian world right now in evangelicalism that I think are things that um, cannot be redeemed. That that like we 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 can't take this thing and all of a sudden make it Christian um, or use it as Christians and make it helpful, um, or redeem it. One of those things I think is like the Enneagram, right? So there, uh, without getting into the Enneagram, it comes from pagan demonic origins, right? Um, but, uh, let assuming that it doesn't, um, the whole idea behind the Enneagram, it ends up, um, replacing the Holy Spirit um, because it's what tells you uh, where you'll be sinning and what to watch out for. It's what tells you uh, where your giftings are. It's what tells you, like, it it replaces the Holy Spirit's job in your life, right? Um, and it, it also uh, replaces the Word <laughs> um, in your life, because so many people are, uh, instead of thinking, uh, the people who subscribe to the Enneagram, so many of them uh, will think, oh, wait, what's my number? What does this yeah. say? Before they're ever going to think, right. what, what, does, uh, this, what does God have to say about this in His Word? So that's something that I think, that's not a redeemable thing, because it actually, uh, its very essence, is some, it's something that takes the place of things that are irreplaceable. Um, another thing is CRT. Right, right. Yep. I mean, that's another thing that uh, comes from origins that are uh, not good, not helpful, that are meant to destroy. And um, and so Christians, though all over the place, attempt to uh, to use that and shape it and mold it and and try and uh, utilize it for good purposes. And uh, like, why why can we not do that? Right. Um, so like. That's the preface, right? So the question is, like, w- at what point can we redeem something, and at what point should we stay away from it? Because I'm totally with the, like, if Christmas were pagan, I don't think it is, but if it were, um, I, I totally think, okay, great. Who's, who in Dickinson is celebrating the winter solstice in December now, right? Like eight people, maybe, <laughs> right? Everyone is celebrating Christmas because Christ won, right because christmas like because he it's his kingdom right mm-hmm. so if it was pagan we won so who cares right like that's where i'm at um but so like what's the difference where's that line
2: because it uh, well if it starts taking away from god jesus or the holy spirit then it it's not re- redeemable it, it i think that has to be a standard if it's like you were talking about with the oh, oh i'll say it wrong the
1: the enneagram the
2: enneagram yeah. yeah yeah um it's taking out key things to our beliefs so uh, le- at least that's how i look at it if it's taking out one right. of the three in any way then it's not redeemable cuz nothing trumps those three
0: yeah or if it changes the gospel yeah. right like yeah. that's yeah. that's what i believe the, the the big problem with crt is right at the end of the day like it it Changes the meaning of some pretty important stuff. <laughs> yeah, and
1: I think uh, another thing that those unredeemable things do too is they, um, they end up having a different foundation to them. So they, um, like, in order to practice one of those things, you would have to change your worldview. Technically, like with the Enneagram, I've heard people that use that, um, and they'll, um, Jesus has a number, in of. He fits into one of the enneagram numbers, according to people <laughs> that use it. So then, all of a sudden, Jesus is not the standard, but there's some other standard that's above him. Yeah. And that's a huge issue. And I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a sort of yeah, it crumbles <laughs> right. all of existence down into nothing. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I think that's uh, that's something. If it if it alters your worldview or causes you to um use it foundationally in a reason that you can't use it. Um, but I think it. Um, when you have things that pagans used or that pagans are using to do ungodly things, that doesn't make it unredeemable because um technically, if that were the case, we would have to leave the world altogether, mm. so some, oh, yeah, someday that'll be true, but um, when the whole world is replaced with nothing pagan, when everything's worshipping christ, but um not yet. Now we're in a, a mixed world with pagans and Christians.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, to to your point, if that were true and just anything that pagans used, uh, we had to discard, we certainly couldn't be recording this podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Another thing uh, with the winter solstice that that yeah. just reminded me of is uh, January. Uh, that's named after the Greek god, uh Janus or Janus or however you say mm-hmm. it the god of the door um but I'm not I'm not worshipping that god every every new year's day yeah, you know? n-
0: not only that but um as we think about January um I mean, we think about you know new years and presumably we'll have some other podcast that's coming out um at, at the beginning of January at some point or whatever um and it's not going to have to do with that right yeah. <laughs> like that's not going to be the the basis of it in my mind we have new years i mean that's something that even biblically uh god would have uh, the israel celebrate things like that like harvest and different things like that
2: well even the even israel had a new year
0: yeah right so yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. and and f- i mean for us as far as i'm concerned january is all about life month <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yep. the sanctity like of human life yeah that's what we that's what we're going to celebrate in january so yeah, uh, you guys. Any any other thoughts about um, like redeeming those kinds of things, or like what you know? So the criteria, if if it if it changes something fundamental about your faith, or uh, or causes you another way, really to say similar uh, a similar thing is what you said, Tanner, which is it it causes if 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 to subscribe to the thing you're talking about. Um, you have to subscribe to a different worldview. (laughs) That's obviously like an off limits situation, right? The whole thing is about the worldview. Um, And uh, so like, I think those are some good, good things. Right. And, and to understand that like there, there is a sense in which, so what are, let's, let's say this real quick. What are, what are some things that, um, that we have redeemed or that we can redeem, or maybe something that hasn't been yet, but should be maybe, Um, Like, I don't know if you guys have ever thought about that sort of a thing, but um, I mean, I think, uh, I think about things like technology, for instance, right? Like what, what we're there, you can use so many things for, uh, for good and godly purposes, Mm -hmm. or so we could use this technology that we're using right now to record this for this for, uh, uh, studying the scriptures or whatever. Uh, or we could be using it the same exact equipment to record pornography. No. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, so you can, you can utilize, uh, these things are inanimate objects, right? It's it's, it's these cameras don't have souls or anything. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I think this is, uh, something that, that we can, we can use things that even things that have been created by pagans, Yeah. Right. I think about my iPhone. Right. Right. Um, Like one of the things that we battle in our day is companies, right? Companies that just have to come out and make a statement about this or a statement about that or whatever. And it's like, um, first of all, stop that. (laughs) Nobody cares what you think about almost anything. Uh, Just make the stuff. That's, that's really what we want. Um, But but then like um apple is decidedly um not christian right. as a company um and yet uh we uh people are watching uh, apple podcasts this is on apple podcasts um and uh people listened to um our walk through Andy Stanley stuff on Apple podcasts probably from their iPhones obviously like so like there there are lots of examples I think of things that um, that we use as Christians for godly purposes to to further the kingdom right to alert more people of the king and who he is and that he's the king um, and yeah I don't know what do you guys think about that? like that.
1: Yeah, I think uh well like all those things you just mentioned, they're you said they're inan- inanimate objects, uh they don't have any moral quality to them and they mm-hmm. don't force they don't force any morality on you. And I think um already when we're thinking about stuff being pagan so we have to stay away from it or something like that um I think it's really easy thinking about that uh to get confused on just remembering why anything is pagan. Like, when you think about um, the ground wasn't cursed until Adam sinned. Mm. And, all, you know, all of creation, there was no sin. There was no such thing as death. So there, um, this stuff could not have been—if Adam wouldn't have sinned, then this stuff could not have been used for anything bad. Mm-hmm. So um, when you think about that, that stuff um, is actually just—it's um, a, a victim to us when we think about mm. it all the technology and things that's being used for evil stuff it's a victim to us i even think about uh like artificial intelligence i know um it's kind of scary to see what people are doing with it and what negative things yeah. have been done with it but that's a result of sin if um if everyone was righteous then <laughs> artificial intelligence would do some awesome stuff
0: yeah yeah and and i think that it, it probably will right yeah, yeah eventually yeah. I think I think there are um, there are folks who uh, so I mean this is already out there there are people who um, are thinking about and working on um, uh, uh, moving I, I mentioned pornography earlier for instance hmm. right like that's an epidemic in our I mean across the world right and and there before you know it, right not not claiming. I'm a cessationist, right? I'm not claiming to be a prophet here. But before you know it, I think that we're going to see the ability for people to just type the name of like their neighbor or the girl they go to school with or the guy they know from somewhere or whatever and see an artificial intelligence porn situation. Yeah. I mean, that's like I heard someone call that that idea. Uh, Rightly, I think digital rape (laughs) at some, I I forget who said that, but those kinds of things, uh, AI is going to do those kinds of things. I mean, it is. Um, You're also going to see travesties like uh, pastors who were plagiarizing other preachers because they just didn't want to do the work. Um, You're, you're going to see that be undetectable now yeah because they're going to be doing the same thing but some machine uh learning thing is going to be doing that work for them um but uh we're also going to have the capability to utilize that for good and godly purposes um i've actually already used it i okay. used yeah i used um uh for my for my preach i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> fired no, I, <laughs> Uh no, ben I ben would I would be so uh, proud right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I used I did I though I used it um on uh the Bearded Bible Thinker Facebook page mm. because I don't have time for all that, right? So I just got on chat GPT and uh typed in I don't know something like um uh, list 30 quotes from whatever, right, from uh, uh, Puritans about this or list 30 Bible verses about this subject or whatever, and it does it all really fast or whatever, and then you can just copy and paste. So a lot of those little, like, quotes or whatever, that's how I got them in the first place. Hmm. And what would have taken me a long time to find all these things and work through it took me probably 20 minutes instead. So... You can use these for things that aren't, like, horrific. (laughs) Like, it can be a helpful thing, right? Um, But uh, like anything else, I think we just have to... uh, People who are born again, who are new creations, are going to think differently about how to use everything, Hmm. right? We eat to the glory of God. Right. Um, So uh, everything changes, and everything is different. Um, So we're going to... You guys have anything else before we jump into something else no, no? all right okay so we're gonna jump into um consumerism uh, uh, uh the consumerism of christmas sort of the american christmas thing we'll jump into santa claus and some other stuff but before we do that um uh, check this out Hey, everybody. Just wanted to take a minute and remind you to check out another couple of podcasts that we have going on. Uh, the Babbling Pastors podcast drops a new episode every Wednesday morning. And in that podcast, I chat with my longtime pal, the Honest Youth Pastor. Uh, and we chat about theology and ministry. It's a lot of fun and uh, probably more entertaining than this. Uh, you can also check out our Preaching at Hillside podcast. Uh, and that's found on various platforms and, and expanding all the time. The, uh, uh, that's published uh, by Monday of each week and is just what it sounds like. It's uh, we're, we're really creative around here. It's just our preaching ministry at Hillside Baptist Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, Also, every Wednesday, check out the Herbie Ray podcast, hosted by my lovely bride, Donna, with various special guests. Uh, She talks about motherhood, wifery, homeschooling, and all sorts of other things from a Reformed biblical perspective. So, rinse all the mud out of your ears and give those things a listen. You guys weren't around for this, but uh, Marshall was definitely just playing air guitar to that i don't know what that was about it was a banjo yeah oh, oh the banjo okay he was air plucking <clears throat> i think that instrument was probably a dobro actually whatever like, I, I come look i come from a long line of hillbillies in uh <laughs> nearly in kentucky uh so i you know growing up with bluegrass and stuff i, I think that was a dobro i think yeah i'm an expert on the matter <laughs>
1: I'll take your word for
0: it. Sure. Okay. All right. Hey, so let's talk about let's talk about uh some other issues, right? Let like, let's move past the paganism thing and talk about how pagans still use <laughs> this holiday in yes. in some ways, right? So, I think uh, I mean, one of the big battles um even in the church is uh consumerism, right? I mean, this is a battle if we erase that, we're even talking about Christmas. This Mm. is a battle in the church world today. We've been trained, I think, uh, for a generation or two, uh, to be consumers when it comes to church and, um, people, uh, go, people choose a church because of what it has for me. People choose a church because they, they enjoy the worship music or something and not Uh, for any sort of biblical reasons, but because they enjoy something about it or whatever. Um, That's not wrong to enjoy something about your church, obviously, but, but we think about it as a consumer, not as someone who firstly understands that, look, reason numero uno for going on Sunday mornings and being a part of the congregation is to be a part of the congregation of God as we worship and lift His name up. Like, that's the whole point. That's the whole uh, reason. So um, and and Christmas, obviously, obviously, this time of year is riddled with consumerism. I think it's uh, um, we we just um, as as this is out now, we just move past Thanksgiving. Right. And one of the greatest illustrations of the stupidity of all of this is that the very next day, is Black Friday um, after after the one day a year that most people come together and give thanks? Many of them just arbitrarily to to no one, but just give thanks, which is makes no sense unless there's someone you're thanking. Yeah, more <laughs> but, of those presuppositions, <laughs> yeah, right? But people uh, will gather to give thanks and and uh, and maybe even say prayers and things like that, and then they run over one another to get a big screen TV the very next morning because they're greedy and not thankful. (laughs) Right. So it's all about consumerism. What, um, what do you see? Uh, like, what are some of the sins behind that? What are, uh, why do we struggle with that? Um, in, in our culture, in the church? Like, what do you think is some of the stuff that's, that's like behind some of that?
2: Well, I definitely think they've lost the reason for the season. (laughs) Um, yeah, because even in you mean the, the
0: winter solstice. Well, <laughs> no,
2: but uh, m- what I think about is that on the night of the Last Supper, when Jesus got down and washed his disciples' feet. It was a servant's heart, and he modeled that for us. So I, I think that's the heart we that we have that we need to be modeling, which most of us have lost because. And sometimes it starts out for great reasons, you know. You want to get everybody you care about a gift and, and yeah. this and that. And you know what? There's no re. You know, we're all so-called to be good stewards of what we have, mm. you know. So maybe this year instead of having to go out and get everybody a gift, get everybody a card instead. And, and maybe not participate in the – craziness of this Mm. of the season you know um so so i think it comes back to what's in our hearts and have we lost sight of what the season's about and that's
0: yeah yeah it can be easy to do in our culture to do what you're talking about and and probably all of us do it Mm -hmm. and have to be on our guard for for that kind of thing um because I, i mean we're america is a consumeristic country. I mean people are consuming there there are people who um uh I think uh, so the people who just uh react to things on YouTube or whatever you've seen this mm-hmm. uh, or on TikTok or whatever it might be um they make a living some of these people and some of them a very good living um while while people consume them consuming something else and then they get paid for it and then go consume things <laughs> like, Yeah, like this is the nation that we live in. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're surrounded with. And, uh, and so it can be easy even for the Christian to really lose sight. I mean, this is the whole world. These are the lenses that we wear sometimes. Um, so it can be easy for any of us to lose sight of that. It's gotta be intentional. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, Well, we talked about uh, suppressing the truth earlier, and the truth is that um, we don't deserve anything except to go to hell. So, um, yeah, right away we get entitled. We start encouraging. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the whole point is that uh, God's grace is freely given Mm. to sinners uh, who repent and believe in him. And um, I just wanted to read uh, one of my favorite things from Acts. Um, The Apostle Paul, he says in Acts uh, 20, verse 35, he says, And everything I showed you that by laboring in this manner you must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Mm. And, uh, you know, you hear that all the time. That's like mm-hmm. a bumper sticker quote. It's yeah. more blessed to give than yeah. to receive. I mean, that's such the Christmas thing. Yeah. But if you actually think about the fact that Jesus, uh, Jesus gave, an infinite amount when you consider the incarnation that where uh, he came from, he had to forsake so much more and sacrifice so much more than, I mean, any of us could ever even imagine sacrificing yeah. in order to give to us. Like you mentioned in washing the disciples feet. I mean, that's the servant's job, but he, the King of Kings did it. And um, yeah. so I think when we're giving our gifts, that needs to be the thing we're remembering is that we're giving to worship him who gave, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, um, I mean the the whole the whole thing. I mean, we as we think about um, uh, maybe some of what's behind consumeristic thinking, specifically when it comes to Christmas. I mean, uh, we're uh, we're in a situation in which we're uh, so we're surrounded by a culture that's consumeristic, right? Um, we're uh the some of the very ways that we celebrate this in fact probably the most memorable way that we celebrate this is gifts right i mean uh, besides the christmas tree and all that stuff the christmas tree goes up the kids are automatically looking under it right yep. like that's just how it works <laughs> um and so uh as as we think about gifts it it it's super easy i think even for adults to think um I know, th- uh, and and I'm so thankful for the gift that Jesus is in His incarnation. But what am I getting? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. I think that uh, I, like greed, uh, covetousness. Uh, there's there's are all sorts of uh, like idolatrous uh, things that that come along with um, with a consumeristic kind of Christmas, right? Of of thinking about it in that way um, pretty quick. We're, uh, we're worshiping stuff. We're worshiping the gifts, hmm. right. Instead of the giver, um, which is something that I just, I, I just, before I, we recorded this, uh, a day or so ago, I recorded a Thanksgiving thing that's already out at this point And, um, and, and talked about that briefly, that, uh, this, uh, worshiping the, The gifts rather than the giver. This is something that we as Christians struggle with all the time and go back and forth with and have to be intentional about. And the flesh wants to worship the stuff. You know, we want the apple (laughs) or whatever it was. I'm assuming it's an apple. It probably wasn't a lime. I don't know. Apples are good. It's probably, since it was before the fall, it probably was an apple that literally tasted like apple pie. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: But anyway, that's probably a... probably beside the point
2: yeah but i want apple pie
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yes so let's talk uh briefly about santa claus okay you mean saint nicholas yeah (laughs) that's right ho ho no Okay. what uh, so what what are you thoughts about that? Because that's a whole thing, right? Like even Christian parents. So probably there will be people who watch this or listen to this podcast who have this question, like legitimately young parents who aren't there yet, who have this question about, like, do we do that? Is it is it sin? Is it like what's the what do we do with Santa Claus? Well, right.
2: I can tell you what. How I was raised and what we do, and we we do it the same. um Growing up, my I, my parents were very upfront with us. There's no Santa Claus.
0: Oh, if you're if you're listening to this and your children are around, buyer beware. <laughs> Okay, okay, go ahead. Sorry.
2: I ruined it. <laughs> Spoiler anything. alert. I know. But um <laughs> Santa, so, Santa's dead. So <laughs> my parents always were like Santa Claus is based off a real person and that person, you know, Saint Nick or whatever and you tell us about it, but Santa Claus isn't real. He's a fun fictional character that makes all the you know, bedtime stories, all the movies about christmas but christ is the reason for the thing and we and so that's how i grew up and we and this was actually tough for my wife because she grew up the opposite Mm, she grew up with that every christmas there was presents labeled from santa claus and and growing up with that you know so we uh we, agree, we came to an agreement, and we raised them kind of the same way we was. My kids – all my kids know there's no Santa Claus, but we are very um, – imp- we – um, what's the word? We uh, asked them not to ruin another child that Oh, might, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, be discreet about yeah, it yeah, for, and I, wise, yeah. Just because – well yeah, – Little kids will speak the truth regardless, hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, um, we, we told them, you know. Unless they're
0: going to get in trouble, then they're yeah, the biggest uh, liars on the planet.
2: Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I, <laughs> I have to hold my breath every time we're around someone's kids that do-do thing because I'm always terrified Maya or just one of them are just yep. going to, there's no, you know. But all my kids know <laughs> there's no Santa Claus, and I try, I, and I we've had talks with them saying some people do do the whole Santa Claus things, and that's how their family does it. We're raising you differently. Um, so, like, like I said, I, I think, I don't know. To me, Christ is the reason for the season. There's no, you know, Santa Claus is fun. It's no different than I like reading the Chronicles of Narnia. Aslan's cool, but sure, I, but. You know, You know, so that's how we looked at it, and you know, the reason is for Christ. So why would we give Santa Claus front stage? So that's how Mm -hmm. we looked at it.
1: Yeah, I grew up the same. Uh, I've never believed that Santa was real. I was I was that uh, kid that went around telling everybody too, because I thought it was kind of funny when you tell Santa's not real. Yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty
0: I'm pretty sure that that happened when my kids went to public school for that time that they did oh yeah I'm pretty sure that revelations like that came yeah to other children
1: well yeah that's uh our conviction too we're not uh we're not gonna let our kids uh believe in santa our kids are younger um but whenever whenever the time comes if they ask they're gonna be told right away that yeah that's not true and um I think it can be really tough for parents especially young parents especially if they have good memories of that like you were saying um because uh it could be fun. I mean, it's fun to see the little kids get excited because they think um you know, what did Santa bring me and um staying up late yeah. and that whole thing. I think that uh that's gets very sentimental for people. Especially because yep. it's a tradition that they grew up with, you know, like and you know, some people do the cookies and stuff, leaving cookies and milk out and Oh yeah, yeah. Um I think so I think uh, we should be probably tactful when we're telling people, you know, that um, telling them what the implications of that are. When you do mm-hmm. tell your kids that Santa's real, first of all, and it is lying, because he's not, and lying is breaking God's law. That's Jesus's law, The I mean, what it's really about, right? So first of all, that's offensive to him to do that, I think, um, frankly, and I know that can be offensive to people that want their kids to believe in Santa and have fun with it. But I think another thing, um, when you're thinking about it, if you want to play around and joke about it, I think is another thing. I don't think it's wrong to watch. You know, I like the uh, um, the Tim Allen Santa movies because oh, sure. they're pretty yeah, fun. Yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah, but <laughs> and I remember when we were little, there was a time that we uh, we would pretend that Santa was real, but we all knew it was pretend. And okay, I think that's yeah, important to that. The kids need to know that it's pretend because yeah. if you're telling them that Santa's real and then all of a sudden they find out, no, that was just something we did for fun. But actually, yeah. Christ is real. And it's not just for fun. He's real. Well, are they going to believe you then? You've just really ruined your credibility, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, one of the troubles is whenever some parents hear you say what you've just said, um, there's going to be an automatic, oh, come on. Right. Uh, I mean, and and, and I have I mean, we all have those kinds of reactions to certain things. Right. But it it would uh, given the nature of the seriousness of what you've just said. um, I think it it would behoove any parent who's listening or watching this right now to to at least think about what you said. Yeah. You know, like if if maybe this is something that a lot of parents haven't thought about. Uh, I mean, you you might be engaging in this or embracing this like. 0 to 60, right? Um and having never thought about the the credibility thing or like oh if i tell them this guy's real and he's coming down the chimney and doing miraculous things that are impossible yeah. and all these things and then oh we were just kidding that that didn't happen. Um but you know virgin birth and and such, right? feeding 5000, that was all real. Yeah. Um so, I mean, I it, it actually logically makes sense that that would be a problem, right? Um, so it's definitely something to think about. I know um, for me, I grew up, um, uh, I, I don't remember, to be honest with you, if I actually believed in Santa Claus or when I didn't, but I don't remember believing in Santa Claus. Uh, part of that is because um, when... Um, my Christmas memories, um, I don't have a super awesome memory in general, but when, when I remember, uh, things from Christmas in my childhood past, um, I remember them in a home that we lived in, uh, that was like a hundred year old schoolhouse. And so you could hear anything and everything. And frankly, uh, for a long time in that house, I think the, the whole time we lived in it, my bedroom door was a curtain. Well, right. Yeah. So you couldn't be very sneaky in this situation is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> so even if you wanted to, to be like, Oh, Santa's, you know, like, uh, he's going go to bed. Right. And all the things, um, there, there's, uh, uh, like I'm, I, 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 I heard you, right. I heard you put the presents under the <laughs> yeah. tree. Right. It definitely wasn't at midnight. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> like, so, uh, I, so I'm, I, I think that it's, uh, it's not a good thing at all um, to, I, um, I, I get, even, so for me, I, I wouldn't be dogmatic about this and tell someone they were wrong if they didn't follow what I'm about to say, but, <clears throat> which is an important, don't like erase that after I say this, but, um, but I think uh, personally, even kidding around about it um, can be damaging yeah. because... Um, inevitably, even if they know you're kidding, they know you're joking, they know it's just a game sort of a thing, um, at the end of the day, what you've done is taken what is meant to be one of the most major moments in the year yeah. in which we celebrate God becoming a man so that he could die in our stead, live in our... Like, this is just like Easter and Christmas. That That's the most uh the, the the most major holidays that christians celebrate um and so you've taken that and thrown in some other thing in there even as a game and it kind of it but it does kind of take the place yeah. um in fact i'm working right now on for the first time um bearded bible thinker merchandise right <laughs> and the the first one and i have i have um uh uh what are they called? Like the testers or whatever, like the first things to test the quality or whatever. I have those things. I have two shirts coming and a coffee cup, right? Right now. So I can check this website out and see. It's the same thing that the honest youth pastor uses. So I'm taking his word for it. I'm sure it's good stuff. But the, so the first one is like, it's got the logo on a sleeve and then it says, luck, there is no luck. There is only providence. Right. Um, but I, I actually want to make one, um, soon and put it like on the YouTube channel or something. Um, because I want, I want to make one that says Santa is a glory hog yeah. because that's actually how I think about Santa right. Claus. <laughs> I think that it, it actually robs God of glory when we uh, mess around with the whole Santa Claus thing, because he becomes the thing kids are thinking about. He becomes the thing kids are looking forward to it, like he replaces God yeah, and Christ and the incarnation. Um, and Santa's the one bringing the gifts, right? Yeah. So never mind that that was the greatest gift in all of history. Um, I, which toy did I get <laughs> from Santa, right? Um, so like, I think it's, it's, it's damaging on a, a number of levels, right? Now I'm not like, we're not doing church discipline on people that have, you know, that do the Santa came down the chimney thing, right? Yeah. Like I'm not looking at it like that. Uh, but I do think that, um, I do think it's hurtful like, uh, um, and, and certainly can be damaging to, um, to our kids. Right. Yeah. Um, um, and, and it, this is also a really perfect opportunity if you're, we haven't talked about this at all, but like if you're a dad, um, or single mom, uh, for that matter, and, you struggle with or haven't begun to but want to lead your family and worship and things like that, it's, it's hard to find a more perfect time of year for you to dip your toes into that yeah. because yeah. There, there is um, so much material out there that can help you with that for this time of year. Um, the things to be able to read to your children, devotionals, scriptures, whatever, Um and uh, so, like, this is, this is an opportunity that shouldn't be wasted, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, this is—whether it's with our children, like Marshall said, with um, the, the Halloween thing or trunk-or-treating or whatever, whatever you know, we want to—I'm um, a Reformation Day guy myself. Yeah. But I don't have—like, I don't take issue with what you said about, uh, about that. If, if we can turn something into a witnessing opportunity— I mean why would we not do that yeah. right? right um so i yeah i think that this this time of year shouldn't be taken for granted um the focus should remain on Christ and not on uh, his competitor <laughs> and um uh, and and i think that uh, our our families and churches and nation then would benefit greatly if a whole bunch of christians literally just focused on Christ um, during Christmas time, and proclaiming him and worshiping him, and all of those things. So,
1: yeah, I think that's a good point you just brought up too at the end there. Um, continuing to have Santa in your house or whatever, um, as a Christian, really just uh, it kind of uh, enables the people that are just doing Santa because they're not hearing. Like you said, it's not a witnessing opportunity if you're saying, "Well, Santa and and you know Jesus too." <laughs> yeah. And something else, one other thing with Santa that actually makes me a little bit angry is um, how he's used—well, I like the elf on the shelf. Isn't that thing used Uh to watch you to see if you're being good or bad to tell Santa then you don't get toys? Right, naughty or nice. Yeah, that actually makes me furious because that's not how—first of all, that's not how Christ works. The answer is like what your shirt says. You're all on the naughty list. Mm -hmm. Uh, So (laughs) the— Except for Christ. Christ is the only one that's not on the naughty
0: list. So we can't be... Santa Calvin is on my shirt.
1: We can't be teaching... uh, I mean, that's teaching kids works-based salvation, really. I mean, if you want to compare that to Christ. You don't don't do good and bad things for him and then get rewards based on that. There's consequences (laughs) to your actions, but your rewards are based off of... You don't want them based... uh, Your rewards, your final rewards, based off of your actions. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, besides, what kind of pedophile creeper is this Santa Claus that we're talking about anyway? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like he sees you when you're sleeping, <laughs> he knows when you're awake. He'd like, get shot if freak. he came into this town. Yeah. Come down somebody's true. chimney. That's true. Yeah. He'd be dead,
1: Santa. <laughs> <Yeah>. Santa, bye <bye-bye>. bye.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. There'd be some tattooed up dad that was like, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a crime scene. <laughs> yeah, what he would have a present of buckshot for him. <laughs> cookies and milk. Those are my cookies and milk. When to go deer hunting,
2: we got a reindeer up there on the yeah. roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true too.
0: Yeah, we we would shoot Santa defending our homes and then eat all of his deer. That's what would happen in Dickinson, North Dakota. <laughs> I really hope your children aren't listening to this because we're gonna get in trouble with yeah. someone if that is the case. I don't know. So, all right, guys. What is the meaning of Christmas, Marshall? Go. What is the actual meaning of Christ? Like, what? Like, we've talked about all the like pagan this and that and the other thing. We've talked about um, what we've talked a lot about. What's not the meaning of Christmas, or why some of those things are a problem? So, what what is the point of Christmas? What is, in fact, the reason for this? And if you if you give me a Sunday School Jesus answer, and that's it. That we want details. Okay. Details.
2: Okay. Well, I'm gonna say is the unfolding of the in the Old Testament. You get to see it is about the this the Messiah that was prophesied throughout the whole Testament, especially in Isaiah, Jeremiah, coming and humbling himself to be born and. To, Grow up to come and save us uh, from a hell that we deserve. Yeah. That's what Christmas is about is that my Savior, that it's the day I, you know, which I should be celebrating it all year round, but it's the day that I've chosen to celebrate that my Savior cared enough about this sinner to be born to eventually die for my sins.
0: mm yeah. I really need an organ button.
1: Yeah, that would be... <laughs> like, that I really, really need to in
0: do that. Right there. I really <laughs> need to do that. Yeah. Tanner, what are you adding, dude? Um, well,
1: you mentioned the meaning of Christmas. I think uh, one thing, like I told you, I don't know. I obviously don't know everything about the incarnation. But as I'm learning more, um, I, I do know this now, that uh, really the incarnation gives actual meaning to everything. Because if Christ didn't come to earth, if there was no God-man, if we had no mediator, if we had—we would have no connection with God whatsoever. Um, All the other false gods uh, can't even make the claims that they make because um, they just have—they have no connection with us. There's absolutely no relatability there. And um, I heard um, a quote from— Van Til, he said, uh, the proof of Christianity is that without it, you can't prove anything else. And (laughs) I think, ironically, all the stuff, all the paganism and everything we've been talking about, um, it's proven wrong by Christmas because the fact that the God-man, there is a God-man. He came to earth. He's the incarnate son of God. We have a connection with God. We have actual opportunity to relate to him. Uh, One thing I just want to read real quick from Romans 10... Romans 10, starting in verse 5, says Moses writes about the righteousness which is of law. The man who does these things shall live by them, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will go up into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will go down into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the word of faith which we are preaching that if you confess with your mouth jesus as lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved so we don't have the ability to go up to heaven or down to the abyss but christ had
0: the ability to do both Mm. more organ (laughs) yeah more organ time yeah i think um the the uh the reason for the season right i mean you guys have been nailing that at it it is this this incarnation thing is so much more central to the gospel than I think the average Christian really thinks about or realizes. That um that we had you mentioned the God Man right that we had um God uh, becoming uh, a man and and truly a man the same way that you and I are a man I think. Even that in and of itself, without all of the salvation stuff, (laughs) but just that is enough to blow the average mind if we just sat and thought about it. Mm. Because here, we're not talking about Zeus or uh, some moron that can produce Hercules or something like that. Like We're not talking about that kind of thing. Um, We're talking about the uh, almighty, inerrant, infallible God of the universe who is Uh, uh, completely righteous, completely holy, the definition of righteousness and holiness and justice and love and all of these, like, this is the God we're talking about who spoke and creation just happened. Um, And that's the God who, uh, who came to this planet uh, that he created uh, and I think about that with the cross as well, right? Like the 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 be- from the beginning of his uh, walk into this life to the the crucifixion to the ascension, he he died on a cross made from a tree that he created. Uh, that that was stuffed into the ground on a hill that he formed with the flood. Yeah. Like how ridiculous is that, right? And and the incarnation is so different. The incarnation is where it all began, like that's where it's that's where his life started here on earth, where his, his humanity uh, came, uh, and and uh, so the very fact that the, the God of the universe humbled Himself, and uh, and and then pooped his pants, yeah, as a kid, right? You know, and and uh, like all the things, he was a human. That's, mm-hmm. that's unfathomable for yeah. us. And unfortunately I think today when people think about gods or God, they think like Thor or mm-hmm. some trash from like, you know, some movie they saw or whatever, they don't have the concept of, of, of Yahweh in mind Yeah, generally. So I think for me, um, Jesus Who, although existing in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a slave, by being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by God being humble. (laughs) Yeah. The only being that shouldn't be humble. (laughs) That has no reason to be humble. He humbled himself. And that to me is the reason for the season. (laughs) Yeah. So, Hey, you guys have anything else to add? Nope. Are you guys ready to rock and roll? Go home, hold the mistletoe over mama. Yeah. Yeah. You guys good.
1: Yep. That was good.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. Well, Hey, thanks for tuning in. If, especially if you stuck around through this long of a, of a deal. Um, and we will, uh, you know, Hey, Remember the reason for the season. Remember Christ and him crucified. And before that, he had to He had to get here. He had to be incarnated. He had to put on our skin uh, before he lived a life we couldn't live, died a death we deserved, was raised uh, from the dead to conquer Satan, sin, and death, and now intercedes for us at the right hand of the Father. So remember Jesus Christ, the reason for the season.